Are you tired of the same boring and bland coffee flavors week after week, year after year? Why not try something new and fresh from Bean Quest Coffee? They have flavors like Brazil Peaberry and my personal favorite, Bali Blue Moon Organic. A dark and complex coffee with an exotic and syrupy body and hints of chocolate, vanilla, and spice. Seriously guys, check them out and when you do, make sure to use our promo code 10biscuit at checkout for 5% off your order. Join us on a quest for better coffee today at bean-questcoffee.com. Thanks. Hey guys, Tin Man here. Welcome to another 10 Biscuit Reviews podcast. Don't forget to check the description for useful links or reach out on Twitter at 10BiscuitR or email 10BiscuitReviews at gmail.com. Thank you. It means a lot to all of us. Without further ado, let's go on with the show. All right. Do we want to just jump right in? Yeah. Okay. So tonight we're talking about the harp facility. Um, in, I'm going to mispronounce it. It starts with a G, Alaska. First, I say G, Alaska. No, I'm kidding. Kakona? Is that right? Kakona? Something like that? I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce it. Um, but it stands for the High, high Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Right? Mm-hmm. And so the, the theory sounds insane. I, I want to say it sounds insane. What do you think? I mean, yeah, right off the bat, you're talking about, like, what people think this, this facility is being used for, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, right off the bat, when you start talking about, you know, mind control or controlling the weather, like, <laughs> yeah. those are pretty big, big concepts, big ideas for right. a conspiracy theory. Right. Controlling the weather, controlling or be not necessarily control. I guess it'd be controlling, but controlling. Weaponize. and I think it's weaponizing is really kind of like there. Yeah. We, weaponizing the weather. Um, and also um, kind of pinpointing or I guess striking in certain predetermined places with natural disasters. Another one. You know, like earthquakes and typhoons and hurricanes and stuff like that. So, it, on the surface, it sounds insane. But I do want to say that I was not aware that the U.S. during Vietnam actually did weaponize the weather. Did you come across that in your research? I did. I saw a little bit about that. And it's, I mean, I think the idea is that, not that, I don't know, not that this technology doesn't exist. Like, it it kind of exists in a way, Um, but it's sort of like, to what extent, you know? Right. So, I don't know. Do you want to give more detail about that that incident? Yeah, so... So, so I say weaponize the weather, and it really should be like massive air quotes, weaponizing the weather. It isn't like they're, at least from, you know, the past, and what they did in Vietnam, it's not like they caused acid rain or, or anything like that. But what they did do is they increased the amount of rainfall by an estimate of 30% between... Uh, 1967, 
And the, the idea behind this was that if they increased the rainfall, it would uh, reduce the infiltration in the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I don't think it worked. <laughs> like, I don't think it really worked because Vietnam was a, a big loss for the United States, you know. Um, right. And just in terms of, no one really won that war, we'll say. Um, and then they also, um, which is less, I guess, I guess it'd be considered part of the weaponizing the weather, whatever. Um, they dropped salt um, on the air base of, I'm going to mispronounce this, Kisan, maybe, um, to reduce the fog that would happen. And so that was that was the general idea of quote unquote weaponizing the weather. Um, but the interesting thing is that it's part of the Geneva Convention that you can't do it. Like you you can't do it. You can't weaponize the weather. Like you can't use the weather in terms of like you can't modify the weather to further your cause really? i guess i didn't know that it was oh okay huh. yeah but the issue with like i guess the word the wording is that um it permits it permits local non-permanent changes so like like increasing the amount of rain um you know decreasing the amount of rain stuff like that that would be okay as part of the Geneva Convention, but you can't do like long lasting effects. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, I don't know, permanently increase the amount of rainfall in an area. Um, I mean, is that even possible? I mean, I guess, I guess the kind of permanent aspect would be that whatever they're doing to temporarily uh, create some change, they could just potentially keep doing to keep. Right creating that change right or i guess in terms of local you couldn't be you know in the united states and send a hurricane you know to tear across another country or something right and the so one of the interesting things is uh see his, let me find his name real quick um this gentleman um from stanford uh umran enon he says that there's nothing that we can do to disturb the Earth's weather systems. But I find that interesting because we did it in Vietnam. Now, it might not be like the exactly the same thing. Like, because this is like a conspiracy theory, you know, that he's talking about. Like, you can't control the weather to further your own cause or hurt those of your enemies. Mm -hmm. But kind of did it you know like we we, we kind of did it and it's it, it, we did it and it's obviously a real thing because like i said it's part of the geneva convention so so how did you read into detail about what created the increase in rain yeah yeah yeah. okay so it's called it's called cloud seeding oh okay yeah and so basically so basically what they do is they they let's see hang on how does this work 
So they they put silver silver iodide, yeah, um, or something silver iodide, potassium iodide, dry ice, something um, into the atmosphere, and it like increases the snowfall, which increases the rainfall. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, like it basically like they put it up into the cloud, and it creates snow. Which then turns into rain, and it kind of—that's how it—that's how it happens. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's—you know—there's it, different ways you could do it. Um, there's even table salt is like apparently a newer methodology of doing it. Um, just like sending particles of table salt up into the clouds and. That is what happens. It's yeah. I, I guess you know, listening to, to me, there seems to be, there's kind of a a line though when you're talking about weaponized weather because those examples to me are more like weather modification, mm-hmm. which yeah, they were used in a way to benefit, um, you know, the person using them. Mm-hmm. But that, when I think of, you know, weaponizing weather, and I think this is the, these are some of the big conspiracies about HARP is that, you know, they're creating earthquakes or targeted earthquakes or targeted hurricanes or these giant forces of nature to cause mass destruction, like on a grand scale. So, you know... It's like I said before, the kind of the the beginnings of that technology, or maybe not even the beginnings, but the there en- the enough of that technology is there. The fact that we can increase rain or we can affect fog or whatever it is, I feel like that's just enough for people to take that and go, you know, like expand it a hundredfold, right? Right. Like, oh, well, if we can do this you know <laughs> right and there must be you know see top secret government facilities trying to figure out how to control hurricanes you know <laughs> right and I, I you're absolutely 100 percent right i mean it's a very far cry from increasing the rainfall by 30 percent to sending a targeted earthquake to japan you know right. in 2011 because that's one of the conspiracy theories that they think that the harp facility caused the um the, the giant earthquake that hit Japan in like 2011 or whatever um, that caused that meltdown of that nuclear reactor. Um, so that's like one of the conspiracy theories is that they caused that earthquake. Um, so, but it's, it's a far cry. It's a far jump from just increasing the rain. So I agree with you that increasing the rain to like wash out a trail, you know, in Vietnam so that your enemies can't get through it or they have a tougher time getting through it. That to me isn't exactly weaponizing the weather. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still very tactical and you oh, yeah. are using the weather you're manipulating the weather to your advantage, but yeah, it's it's not what not what I would consider weaponized weather. Right. But you know, I think I think a lot of this stems from sort of the origins of the facility. I don't know if we want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we can. 
you want to start? Yeah. So, I mean, just to touch a little bit on sort of the history of the facility. Um, so it, it, I guess construction on it started in 1993 and then everything, the, the main, I guess, component of the facility, which is the IRI machine, um, which stands for, what is that? Ionospheric research instrument. (laughs) So that's kind of like the big instrument in this facility. Um, So that, that got, that was finished in 2007. But I think I think a big part of the the spike in these conspiracies is who actually funded the building of this facility. So you have, you know, the Air Force, the Navy. Um, I think there there's the University of Alaska Fairbanks that we were all kind of involved in donating money to this project. But the one that that is kind of questionable is DARPA which mm-hmm. is the Defense, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, which has kind of, I mean, that's like a whole separate, like we could probably have a whole, a whole like individual episode about conspiracies just around DARPA mm-hmm. because they're kind of, they kind of have their hands in suspicious projects. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it, even even the the name of it, you know, advanced research projects for defense right you know it's kind of can be kind of shady so you know my my thought is that this is that's where a lot of these conspiracies come from you know why why is darpa funding this you know if it's only supposed to be a a facility that you know is researching communication methods or you know i I don't know i to me that's kind of like a big a big red flag and a big part of the conspiracy. No, I agree. I agree hundred percent. And also to add to that, I mean, it isn't just who funded it. It's like the way they carry themselves about stuff, you know, I mean, other, you know, research facilities, uh, in the United States, it's like, Oh, I want to take a tour. Okay. Well, come on by. Like we have a visitor time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even area 51, you can, they have like, they give tours of area 51. Um, but like with the harp facility, they were like, nah, that, that's not going to happen. You, you can't come in. And that's, that's always going to raise, you know, a few eyebrows when you're, you're having these top secret weather experiments. And then when someone's like, Hey, can we see what's going on? Can we, you know, we're kind of interested in, they're like, maybe not. Well, I think you bring up a couple of interesting points. I want to touch on the Area 51, though, first, because I know that, I mean, for a long time, the government didn't acknowledge Area 51, Mm -hmm. right? So it was kind of only after people saying, we know it exists, like, we have proof, like, when are you going to actually start acknowledging it, that they finally did. So, you know, I, I have read a lot of things saying, you know, it's kind of the same with HARP. You know, if we shed enough light on what could potentially be going on there, you know, will the government finally acknowledge, you know, maybe some, some, some acknowledge something about the facility. You right. Know? Um, but another one of your points is that, so the facility 
when it was first built, you're correct. They weren't giving tours. Like there, there was definitely a lot of shady behavior. But there was a point, uh, I think it was either 2013 or 2014, one of those years. Basically, uh, the Navy, the Air Force, they were like, we don't want this facility anymore. Like, right. They they just gave it up. They're like, we don't we don't want it. And uh, they had, you know, put so much money into this facility that it ended up getting acquired by I think the university, right? Yeah, correct. The uh, Alaska Fairbanks University acquired it, but after that point, uh, I know for sure now they actually do tours. You right. They do like a couple of times a year. They'll be like, hey you know, come check out the facility. Um, partially because of all of the conspiracy theories around this, uh, you know, this place. And to me, it's just interesting, though, that once once the, the you know, big players in government sort of handed this off, then it was like, oh, sure, like, come check it out. We're doing, you know, everything's above bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, everything's great. We're not doing anything shady here. You know, yeah. uh, but only after that point, right? Right. And here's here's the interesting thing. You're correct. They do give out tours now. However, when the Navy and the Air Force and all those people, when they were like, you know what? We we were going to be like a little kid and we're, we don't want this toy anymore. Right. When they stepped away, it like it not only shut down the project, it shut down the facility. They completely dismantled that facility. And then in the following year, that's when the university took over and rebuilt it. That's when they started giving tours. So to play the part of the conspiracy theorist, which we all know that I am, it makes it seem like they shut it down. They dismantled all their crazy stuff that they were doing and then they reopened it. And then they were like, yeah, you can come in and take, take tours. Of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of sad. Um, there's a video on YouTube that I came across. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I think it's uh, I can't remember who who did it. But basically, this guy is interviewing current uh, employees of the facility, and they're like, "Yeah, we get death threats like on a daily basis, and people hate us." Most of them and, are probably from Jesse Ventura. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I feel so bad for these guys. Um, but they're doing they're trying so hard to prove that they're not doing anything shady but there's you know like you said playing playing the part of the uh conspiracy theorist there's all this leftover like you know hate from you know when it was owned by these government uh government agencies yeah <clears throat> yeah i think i think that Okay, I think that people probably took the idea of a conspiracy theory with them, and they were like, okay, that's kind of weird. But then, as I mentioned before, Jesse Ventura, right, the the former, what was he, senator of Minnesota, or governor of Minnesota, one of the two. Um, He's also a former wrestler, if anybody knows Jesse Ventura is. Uh, is, He's a super big believer in conspiracy theories so like when someone that prominent starts like picking up the the idea of there being something wrong with it 
it's going to like snowball. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so I think, I think with this theory, he's just as much to blame as them actually doing shady stuff. Yeah. Like the proliferation of this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like to the point where he, he was actually like, he went to the place with his crew and they were like, nah, you can't come in. He's so like, that, that but I'm Jesse Ventura, made... so. So he did that when when the government agencies were still kind of had their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's another. So it's kind of another big advocate of these theories that I found. Um, his name is Nick Bagich. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he is. I think he is i don't know if he's still senator former senator somewhere in alaska um and his parents were politicians so he's kind of you know involved in a lot of this growing up but he's uh he's a very big proponent of the harp facility uh trying to weaponize weather and and mind control the whole mind control aspect which we haven't touched a whole lot on yet, but yeah. um, basically the use of the facility to, you know, influence people. Um, let me, I'm going <laughs> to, so in this book, uh, where is it? I found where, like all the different things. Okay. So he wrote a book on it. It's called Angels Don't Play This Harp. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. So basically in the book, he's talking about the facilities, the facility um, being used to generate earthquakes, modify weather, control people's minds, map the Earth's interior, generate ultra-powerful laser-like power beams, transmit wireless power, and more. Yeah. So this guy's like diving into a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, And it's just, he, there's a ton of videos on YouTube. Like you can watch his seminars and him, his talks. Like he goes really deep into this stuff. Okay. I mean, yeah, he definitely, I think he's a little bit more believable, more of a believable source than Jesse Ventura. Uh, Yeah. Just, just because. (laughs) Nothing against the body. Nothing against Jesse the Body Ventura. But he's a bit freaking out there. All right. he is, li- but, he, but he has the reach. I mean, he has the that star power to kind of, like I said, proliferate right. this conspiracy. <laughs> right. And I, I see that. But in my mind, this gentleman, Nick, can you say it? I think it's um, I think he is a bit more of a believable source because, you know, like you said, his his parents were in politics, his brother is in politics still, or you know, you used to be. So like he's probably in the know. He would be he would be in the know out of those people. Now, not I mean Jesse the Body Ventura was former governor, but of Minnesota, not Alaska. So, what the hell does he know? <laughs> well, I I did see um, an interview with Bagich where, you know, he, obviously he sold this book, right? This mm. book was, it's been selling for the past 20 years. I think in the video he said he's made at least a million bucks off of it. 
Um, and then later in the video, you know, he was asked, have you ever visited the facility? Uh, because obviously now, like we said, they give tours and he, he actually refused to visit the facility. Now, whether really? that's because he, maybe he knew he wouldn't find anything. So now that it's transferred hands, maybe it's not worth his time. I don't know. But, uh, he like very adamantly didn't want to visit the facility. Um, so that was, that was a little bit strange. Maybe he's worried that it's good, they're going to control his mind. Maybe, yeah. Well, he needs to break out his tinfoil hat. Does. <laughs> Does. Or, what if this, leading it back to last episode, Harp is actually run by the lizard people, and they're using... <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done with the lizard people. I'm just kidding. I don't but... know. I mean, I think that there are some people that kind of link this to... Oh, back to the Illuminati, right? I, I mean, I think... Like, Illuminati's in everything. Before, you can link anything to the Illuminati, probably. Yeah, you can. But... I mean, the idea of mind control, there's the chemtrails, like, the weather manipulation, it, it is very Illuminati-esque. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so, obviously, we know what mind control would be used for, right? Mm -hmm. But what, what really can you hope to gain from weaponizing the weather? What, what could you gain? Um. Because all the things, all the conspiracy theories that involve the weather with the harp facility, they're, it's like, oh, they, well, they, they made this earthquake happen in Japan, but like, we're pretty, we're pretty tight with Japan, you know, to, to me, it make it would make more sense if they were sending earthquakes and, and, you know, hurricanes and stuff to our enemies, right? Like. Right. Doesn't that seem like common sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. But usually nothing about conspiracy theories rooted in common sense. All right, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, I mean, I, 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 think, oh, I think it could be argued that, again, if you want to bring it back to the lizard people, they obviously have their own agenda. But, I, you know, I, I guess you could argue that there are... There can be str strategic strikes, right? So I don't know. Maybe by uh, crippling an ally, you. I mean that causes something else to happen. Like maybe it's not as, you know, blatant as hey, we're gonna send a hurricane into, the, you know, Russia or wherever. Like wherever right. we choose to send it, right? But it's more like a chess game, you know. Right. You, you're thinking, you know, five, six, seven moves ahead. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I, what I would see from that. Or even, you know, even just a domino effect. Like you send an earthquake to your ally, which cripples them. They need your aid, increasing revenue here. And then in which case, I don't know. You know, something like that. Like it kind of builds and builds and builds until you're the next superpower because you earthquaked Ethiopia. Whatever. Right. Yeah, I think it I think it's definitely more of like a strategic strike. So not just like hitting the people you would imagine you would attack if you could weaponize weather. Um, you know. Interesting ideas, though. It's a very interesting idea. I think 
I think that I think the conspiracy theory itself is a little bit far-fetched. Like we said, there's a big difference between weaponizing the weather and controlling the weather to gain a tactical tactical advantage. Um, so I think that, and here here's a here's a reason why I think that it it seems a little bit far-fetched is that. One of the things they say is like, oh, well, they can cause hurricanes to happen. So where did they cause hurricanes to happen? Katrina and um, Wilma and what was the other big one? Rita? Is that what it? Uh -huh. Yeah. So like they cause all these ones to happen and Katrina is like massively devastating, you know. Um, they're still feeling the effects today and you know, such, so on and so forth. And so it's like, why would they do that to our own people? just to prove that they can or is there an advantage to doing that well i think we uh talked a little bit about it during our lizard people episode but um the idea of causing distractions mm -hmm. or you know turning attention away from something else that might be happening um, you know, in politics at the time, that could be a potential advantage. You know, if people are worried about this impending natural disaster, you know, on their home turf, then that's what the news is going to be covering, right? Not, you know, a bill that's being passed that's potentially controversial or, you know, any number of things that, you know, the government would want to uh, try and sweep under the rug. Yeah. Uh, here's an here's an interesting thought. Um, are you a fan of football at all, like NFL football? Not really. <laughs> Have you heard of the conspiracy theory that it's all like predetermined? No. Okay. So like a distra another distraction kind of theory. Kind of, kind of. Okay. So. Okay. So. Nine eleven happens, right? And it's devastating, right? But. Mm -hmm. We all came together as like a country for that. And then the very next year, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots. Um, and then Katrina happens, right? And then the very next year, New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl. So it's like, it's like, it kind of, I think Boston also won, Boston Red Sox won the Super Bowl, uh, or not the Super Bowl, the World Series, um, like after boston bombing um the marathon bombing that happened recently or a few years back so like the idea is that these natural disaster or these these things happen and then the team wins because of that um oh so like the idea is that someone's causing these disasters to happen so that they'll win the Super Bowl? Is that where this is going? Well, okay, it's like a distraction because what if you're a sports fan okay, there okay, so Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl, right? Uh -huh. uh, the first time in 50 years. They shut this entire city down like for the parade. It was closed. It was closed. Um, so like it's a huge distraction and for one night, you know, no one cared about anything else but that game. Right. Or, or that win, whatever. So, like, 
what better way to distract the people than to rig, so to speak, the grandest stage of them all, which is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I guess it's far-fetched, but this whole idea is far-fetched. So that yeah. they would cause a natural disaster on our own turf to distract people from what's really going on underneath our noses. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, and that totally ties into this is sort of, you know, quote, weaponizing the weather mm-hmm. to cause these distractions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's about as plausible as any of the other conspiracies we've talked about. <laughs> You know, but I think that's kind of a sort of a core concept in a lot of these is the idea of using something big to cause a distraction amongst mm-hmm. the, you know, the sheeple or whoever. I mean, that would really all tie back into the Illuminati if you think about it. <laughs> it would. Everything ties back. To everything them. ties back to either the Illuminati or Trimmers. Yeah. It, it's it's one or the other. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's I don't know. I think the idea though behind behind the facility itself or the original idea, I guess, to like study the atmosphere and the you know, the things that we really don't understand about the atmosphere, like the Aurora Boreal Aurora Borealis, I can talk, you know, stuff like that. That's really cool, you know. That would interest me to know that stuff. But you know, it's also interesting to know if they're using it to mind control people and send earthquake. Yeah, I mean, the original purpose of the facility, it is neat. I mean, it's, you know, trying to further technology for radio communications and, like, other surveillance type things. So, like, inherently, or I guess the the reason presented for this facility, like, there's still cool stuff happening or potentially happening at the facility um you know even if it isn't a conspiracy but i do think though that if you maybe not i mean yes with the earthquakes you could devastate an entire country or an entire region for years if the earthquake earthquake was big enough um same with a hurricane but if you could theoretically control like thunderstorms or lightning storms, you could like do some real damage to an enemy. Um, if you were able to do like take out their radar with it, you know, cause some kind of magnetic interference or even their planes that are carrying like their troops or their weapons or, you know, whatever. Um, you could you could literally cripple an entire country with just some flashes of lightning and you know stuff like that oh yeah so basically if we could harness the power of storm from x-men and then like magnify it by 100 <laughs> mm, yes yeah you'd be tearing down countries yeah you could tear you could you'd be unstoppable yeah and that's why Storm's the best X-Men. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> I um, it's pretty hard to beat Storm. She's she's pretty cool. She is pretty cool. I, I thoroughly enjoy Storm. 
Um, is there anything else to talk about? I mean, we've kind of talked about it. Like, what do you think? What do you think it's far fetched? Do you think it's plausible? Do you think it's happening? I, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of torn about this one because I also watched some videos. There, there are quite a few, um pretty well-known scientists who have spoken out or spoken up about harp um you know one of them being uh neil degrasse tyson Mm. but you know his i guess the conspiracy theorists say you know if if the government um was able to control the weather or if the government was able to make these scientific advancements you know wouldn't wouldn't they use them for something kind of shady and evil whereas you know the the scientists who argue the exact opposite say you know that's not harp that's not what the harp facility is for you know it's it's purely scientific research mm-hmm. you know around communications and basically their their um argument is you know, have you ever been in government? Do you know how government works? And if you did, you would know that a lot of the people in government really aren't that adept at much. That's <laughs> like, fair. You know, so it's, I don't know, I guess that kind of hits a lot of uh, conspiracy theories on the head, right? Do you Do you actually believe that the government is manipulative and shady and you know, really on top of all this stuff, or are they just normal people who? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, that kind of got off topic a little bit. But I okay. think, in terms of this, in terms of harp, I don't know. To me, it is very shady that you know, once the facility passed hands, once the government was no longer involved, then. There was open communication about what the facility did. There were tours. There was all this documentation that was open to the public. But it's like only after that point. So I don't know. To me, it it does. It seems a little bit odd. So, you know, I don't know if I believe that they were exactly trying to control the weather or definitely not using it for mind control. But I mean, maybe there was something going on that they didn't want people to know about, you know? Yeah. I see. I, I kind of fall into the, it's plausible, but probably not likely. Um, just really for the, the simple fact that it's, it's part of the Geneva convention, you know, the yeah. fact like that's, it's gotta be something. It's at least been talked about in these meetings, you know, with the UN and stuff. Um, to the point where they were like, okay, well, we have to put a clause in here that you can't do that. Um, so that makes me think that, and that was back in the seventies, you know? So like, that's gotta be, it's gotta be something. And to the, the, the fact that the, um, technology has improved so much over the past, you know, um, 40 years, 50 years, um, they've gotta be at least close to being able to manipulate the weather. Um, so I think it's, I think, like I said, I think it's plausible, but probably not likely. 
Um, I think they can definitely can. I think they can definitely manipulate the weather. Whether they can control and create the weather is in their situation, in their story. Yeah, I mean, I I think that yes, the government likes to hide things from the public. Is it is it as big and grand and malicious as weaponizing weather and mind control? I would I would agree it's plausible but not probable. <laughs> right. Okay, so Ikami Blackman says the real conspiracy, what if the weather control device is being used to spread the coronavirus through rainfall? That would be terrifying, honestly. That, that would be pretty terrifying, I'm not gonna lie. However, I don't think that's like don't think that's likely just because someone in Kansas recently was diagnosed with the virus and it has not rained here and how I don't even know how long <laughs> we've gotten snow but no rain so well they didn't have to be in Kansas for, to get fair, rain maybe they point. were somewhere else <laughs> fair point fair point I don't know it's an interesting thought that was just frozen rain. That's true. But I feel like if it got cold enough, would it still survive? There's a lot of weird bacteria and viruses that are like up in the snow caps. That's true. Antarctic. So I think it just puts them in stasis. <laughs> Could be. What? Why am I getting a fail? Because you failed. Or historian gave me a fail. <laughs> you know what else is in the polar ice caps? Graboids. That's true, according to the fifth Tremors sixth, movie. <laughs> sixth movie. Sixth, sorry, sixth Tremors movie. <laughs> it's the sixth one. Everything comes back to Tremors. Don't hate, they're all on Netflix if you watch them all. Um, that's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with this? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you know... No. I mean, I guess I, I will say that I think after researching this conspiracy, it, it, I, it feels like it's not really front and center anymore after that. Um, although I'm sure it's still around, but um, I just found a lot of like older information from at least a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I wonder if, if as uh things move forward if this conspiracy will kind of die down a little bit could be or i mean it could pick back up if something big happens it's it's probably one of those theories that like kind of picks up steam whenever any kind of natural disaster happens yeah um, that's true and then it kind of like lays low whenever everything's kind of quiet yeah um, i'm sure it's not going to be the last we hear about weather weaponizing weather whether it's not whether or not it's through the harp facility i'm sure it's going to pop up again yeah maybe they did like um with area 51 and area 52 right they just moved the location for harp like down the road and it's just like (laughs) it's just harp too right (laughs) top top secret facility yeah top secret down the street Don't come over here. Don't look at us. We're not, we don't exist. <laughs> um, 
yeah i don't i don't have anything else i did enjoy this one i did enjoy this one though um, it was really interesting and a nice break from the uh the lizard people talk yeah uh, yeah it was uh i think the whole idea of weaponized weather is just interesting in itself but um yeah wasn't well, wasn't even aware of the heart facility until you mentioned it so i'm glad we talked about this one i remember hearing about it in a um stuff they don't want you to know podcast a while back mm -hmm. and it was like i mean it was probably years ago that i listened to that episode but then i can't remember why i thought about it but i thought about it recently um the idea of like weaponizing weather and um then it reminded me of the heart facility I was like, this is this is a pretty good one. The idea of weaponizing weather. Because um, it kind of gets back to like what we started with, you know, like thought-provoking things and less outlandish, ridiculous things. <laughs> Lizard people were pretty outlandish. When we started getting into the fourth dimension, uh, things took a weird turn. <laughs> things took an even weirder turn when we were learning that Hitler was riding mammoths and high-fiving giants in the center of the earth. Yes, I'm pretty sure that was our strangest episode yet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for well, sure. Now that we've kind of talked about weaponizing weather, you have any ideas about what you'd like to talk about next? Or Dude, do we have any recommendations from chat? James Bond or any of the other spy movies that have weather control devices? That's actually true. That is part of that is one of the James Bond uh, weaponizing weather. Um, I do like James Bond. Side note. Speaking of James Bond, I was watching uh, The World Is Not Enough tonight, and it made me realize that the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies are just, like, not good. Really? Yeah. For as much love as GoldenEye gets, it's really just not good compared to older James Bond movies. I'll say it. They're just not good. Pierce Brosnan is a good James Bond, but his movies kind of suck. That's what I'll say. Um... Side note, the new James Bond movie is coming out soon, and it looks freaking awesome. Who? So, uh, is it the same guy? Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm always, I always mispronounce his name. Remy Malek is, is uh, the villain in this one. So it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, called No Time to Die. Got no time. I'm excited. Um, but as far as the next episode, Daniel Craig is best new Bond since Connery changed your mind. Um, I will disagree with you, Black Moon, humbly. <laughs> um, I will say Daniel Craig is really good and he's the best since Roger Moore. Roger Moore was a really good Bond. Uh, Timothy Dalton sucked. Sucked. He sucked. His movie sucked. Um, they're two of the worst Bond movies I've ever seen in my life, in fact. And I would rank them at the lowest of the low. Even George Lazenby with his one singular role as James Bond is better than Timothy Dalton. Um, and then Pierce Brosnan is a good Bond, but his movies suck. But Daniel Craig's movies, uh, Quantum of Solace is pretty much the only one that doesn't, it isn't very good. Um, but the rest of them are pretty, pretty solid. Anyways, uh, as far as the next episode, 
speaking of harp we could like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast we could talk about darpa and some uh conspiracy theories surrounding that we could if you want plenty to go around i'm sure right yeah i don't doubt that at all (laughs) so that's my thought if you have any other thoughts biscuit let me know um if anybody in chat has a thought you can reach out to me or biscuit um or you can email us at timbiscuitreviews at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Timman or Tim Biscuit or that's it. Tim Biscuit R. That's it. Right there. Um other than that, I have nothing else. Yep, I got nothing. Alright. Well, I appreciate you talking with me. I appreciate everybody for stopping by and listening. It means a lot. Until next time, guys. Uh have a good one. Thanks, everyone. See you to me. This has been another Tin Biscuit review with Hotter Biscuit, me, and Tin Man, streamed live on Twitch every other Tuesday. Make sure to check the description for useful links and feel free to leave a review. Thanks, everyone.